Hello and welcome. My name is Kenny and I am the host of the Transition Talks. Talking our way to our first job podcast, where we interview adults with disabilities who are working in jobs that we want to learn about. Through these conversations, we aim to inspire and empower young adults with disabilities to pursue their own career goals and aspirations. We will be talking to a diverse range of professionals, from teachers to entrepreneurs to artists to scientists, to learn about the to learn about their experiences and the challenges they have overcome to succeed in their fields. So sit back, relax, and join us on our journey to discover the possibilities for people with disabilities in the workforce. Okay. Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Transition, Transition Talks, talking our way to our first job. My name is Anthony, and today I will be interviewing Steve in Phoenix, Arizona. Steve has worked in the information technology field for 34 years. Hi, Steve. How are you doing today? Hello, Anthony. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show here. I think what you guys are doing is really cool, and so I'm just honored to be here with you. I'm doing fantastic, and I'm, I'm really excited to share with you today. Okay. Let's get started. Can you tell us a, a little bit about yourself? Yes. Uh, I was actually, uh, I was raised up in the Midwest, up in Wisconsin, and that's uh, where when I was 18, year old, 18 years old, uh, my senior year of high school, I was in an auto accident where I um, had a spinal cord injury, and it was actually a drinking and driving related accident, and yes, I was drinking, so this is uh, lesson number one. As we all know, don't drink and drive. That's just an awful idea so uh, uh, but that uh, that's what happened to me there and uh, I after going through my uh, rehabilitation process I moved to Dallas Texas in part because I learned that uh, from the people I was going through rehab with up in Wisconsin that you know, living up there in the in the winter is not such an easy thing, especially when you're, you know, you're on four wheels now and you're dealing with uh, trying to get around in in bad weather. So I had a sister that already lived in in Texas, and so she helped me get connected with the vocational rehabilitation arm of the state of Texas. And when I moved down there, I moved into an accessible. Um, accessible living apartment complex where I had some attendant care there that was able to help me with personal care needs and helping me get to where I could function on my own and then also I, I went to school and that's where I learned data processing I also was involved in through my studies and accounting I like both of those subjects a lot so I decided that as I was going through school to to pursue the data processing side, and from there I uh, left. I got my associate's degree 
and then I went into the job force working for a company called ADP or stands for automatic data processing it's I think they're known for their uh, their payroll processing as their their big business and I connected with them in their dealer services division where I did uh, frontline phone support for uh, our products that serve the automotive industry so I worked with I took I took phone calls from car dealers and truck dealers and people in those IT departments that utilized our products to run their dealerships and when they had questions or they had problems with their with the product then they would call into our data center and I would be a person that they would contact with that they would get in contact with and you know relay their problems to me whatever was going on I would either help them out over the phone by letting them know what they needed to do or I would uh, connect into their computer system and work on the problem um, myself so that's kind of that's kind of how my uh, my journey into IT got started oh. what was your first paid job well my first paid job was actually in high school I worked in a supermarket bagging groceries and stocking shelves so that was my first that was my very first paid job uh, but after I went through my education process in college like I mentioned a moment ago I started with ADP and that that was the company I connected with them that was uh, 34 years ago and I'm still with them today they've they've made a lot of changes over the years and in fact the company has been sold and it, or it was it was um, it has changed its name and is is a is a different company now and it um, it's been it's been quite a ride I'll, I'll say that what did you learn there that helped you pre prepare you for your even toll career mm -hmm. Oh yes, definitely. The my early job experience is really it, it was perfect for me at the time because it really taught me the value of connecting with other people and help and understanding what they are going through so I can utilize my skills to resolve their problems. So just if you can think about it for a moment like if if you were picture yourself taking frontline phone calls for you know doing some doing support for another company or in whatever field you're in you know the person that you're working with calls you on the phone and they say hey you know I've, I've got this this thing that's going on that I can't I can't my my program isn't working I'm not getting I'm getting an error on my screen and and maybe they're not exactly communicating in the way that the problem is really happening there they could be frustrated they could not understand really what they're seeing that in a way that and be able to communicate it in a way that uh, is clear and so part of my job was to learn to connect with this person and first of all meet them where they were so I could show them that I had empathy for what the 
issue was that they were dealing with and that I was there to help them. And when I connected with them and let them feel heard, then they trusted me. And when they trusted me, then they could let their, like, let their guard down a little bit and really say, hey, okay, this is what's happening. Um, I'm not, I'm really not sure how to read this. And then we could actually get down to what the real problem was and, and work through it and, and help them to resolve it. So those early years in doing frontline phone support were extremely valuable. It really, it really just taught me the value of connecting with another person and meeting them where they were so I could get to, you know, make, getting a resolution for them. Now I want to ask you some questions about your IT career path. Steve, can you tell us about your journey from sustaining a span, spinal cord injury to becoming functionally independent in a wheelchair? Yes, that was uh, actually... It was quite a process. I went through, as I was going through my initial rehab and I made the decision at that point that I was gonna leave the, the home that I was living in and move to a different place that really underscored the need that I had, you know, I, I needed to be as functionally independent as possible. And so I leaned heavily on the rehabilitation staff as I was going through rehab to help me to help teach me how to do you know the very basic things of life I had to learn how to dress myself I had to learn how to take care of myself how to bathe myself how to how to make food how to do I basically just starting from scratch almost and I needed to be able to do that as much as possible in a very short amount of time and so after going through that initial rehab uh, and moving although I was not fully independent I was I was I was close and that's where the attendants that were part of the apartment complex that I moved into the attendant care they provided they helped me fill that gap and then uh, over the next several years as I went as I was going to school and then um, I got married and and we had children then I actually increased my level of independence I learned other things that I could do that could make me more independent where I did not even need someone to help me with the things that were um, that I required help with previously so I the the path to independence for me was not a short one it actually took years for me to get from being where I was, you know, very, very dependent right after my initial injury to where I could handle all my personal care needs myself. And along the way, one of the things that I, that I also learned how to do was I learned how to drive. And that was a, that was a huge game changer for me because that gave me a level of independence where I could now I could go somewhere and I didn't depend on someone else to get me there. You know, I could, I could get in my car and I could load the ch my chair in my car and I could go to the grocery store. I could go on, on a trip if I wanted to. And that was, uh, that was really important for me 
and it helped build my own sense of being able to to do things on my own. So those are just a few of the big things that uh, that helped me along the way. How did you intently become interested in IT and what inspired you to pursue a career in this field? Well, for me, being in IT was actually not even my idea. <laughs> it was, it's really interesting because I, when I met my rehabilitation, my vocational rehab counselor in Texas, he had me go through, he had me do some testing to see what kind of like aptitude testing so, to where I could, you know, see where, where my strengths are, where, where my skills were naturally. And then from there, he kind of suggested, he said, you know, I think you've got what it takes to go into the I, into IT and to pursue a, a career in that area. So, you know, it seemed it seemed fairly interesting. I thought, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I didn't. It, it was sort of a well. I didn't really have a, a better idea of my own, so I just took that path and I and I ran with it. And it really turned out to be it really turned out to be the right move for me at that time. Can you share with us your experience in the various tiers of IT support? Yeah, that was very uh, interesting because, like I was saying earlier, the first part of my career was uh, tier one, so it was frontline support where I would take calls directly from our clients and a lot of a lot of personal interaction with them over the phone and really getting that level of understanding and understanding how our products worked and getting enough of the internal structure under the underneath side to be able to fix some of the problems that I worked on that I couldn't resolve over the phone and then those more technical issues that I was not able to handle, I passed those along to the second tier of support. And eventually, as I worked through this process and, and became better and better at doing what I was doing at the tier one level, and I aspired to go to the next level, I wanted to work in the next level of tech support because I felt like yeah, that seemed really interesting to me, doing those, being a little bit more technical, doing a little bit more of digging into what are the, what's the programming code that is making our software work, and then also writing programs myself to repair data that had been damaged by, say, an outage or a hardware problem or, or whatever the case might be. So those were, those were the things that I wanted to do and so that pushed me to excel in my frontline support and to learn more and so at, after let's see I think it maybe was two or three years of frontline support I was promoted to that next to that next level I was promoted to the tier two level where I worked and and really started honing my more technical skills 
even further. And then as I went through that process, it was the same thing again. I looked to the third tier level of support and I could see an even greater level of technical expertise that was required and the kind of things that I would need to achieve that level. So again, there was another, there was something else pushing me. There was a, or it was pulling me, I, I prefer to say. It was, it was pulling me into wanting to do more and to do something that, that was propelling me forward. So eventually I did, uh, I did reach that third level of technical support and I've been there working in various forms uh, with the team that I'm on um, ever since. So it's been, it's been an interesting process and every step along the way built on the step that I, on what I learned before it. So it was a very logical progression for me. What are some mo some of the most valuable lessons you've learned while working in these different roles? I believe the most important thing, and even it almost seems ironic that I'm in a tech industry. So you know, you think of a tech person, you think of computers you think of writing programs you think of you know not having a lot of human interaction and yet really the most valuable things that I learned that have carried me forward is what I learned at the very beginning and where I gained those skills is learning to connect with other people and build those communication skills so I could learn to connect with them build rapport, build trust. And when, uh, when I did that, I found that the results became, came much easier. And because it's one thing about working in, in support in, in the tech industry is that I can't always, I don't have, always have the expertise to fix everything that I'm working on. At some point or another, there's always going to be something that I run into that I'm not able to handle from a technical standpoint. And by being able to have the people skills to communicate and connect with another person, I'm able to, A, I'm able to uh, be honest and open with my customer and let them know what is going on in a way where they understand and they appreciate what I'm doing for them and then B I have to communicate with the next level of support that I'm working with whether it's somebody in one of my peers or somebody in our research and development team and I have to be able to to connect with them and explain what I'm talking about and and what my needs are there so it all boils down really to having those skills to connect with another person and to be able to communicate with them all right. As someone who has been in the IT industry for 34 years, how have you seen the field evolve and change during that time? Well, I will say this for sh without a doubt the speed at which things change just kept getting faster and faster and that was that's been one of the biggest challenges for me really is the rate of change 
that occurs in the industry and how we're always we're always looking to make our products evolve and when I say our products I'm talking about the company that I work for you know that we're trying to make our products as technically sound and as advanced as possible and that means they're always changing and when they're changing there's always defects or bugs in those programs that cause problems and that's just that's just the nature of of computers you know there's things that need to be worked on and fixed along the way but the change that occurs so fast that was the that's the biggest challenge for me when i first started i think you know for the first couple of years we had we didn't have a lot of change in in our products and what we did it allowed me to get a real good firm understanding of how our computer systems worked and then things started really changing in a real at a really fast pace and that that has probably been the biggest challenge in what ways have it impacted your career well it has given me opportunities to keep moving forward as long as i'm willing to be open to change to as long as i have to am willing to be embrace the new things that come along even though they aren't perfect that they aren't you know some a, a software product or something may come out the door that i may know is as you know is far from perfect but yet i have to still be able to work with it and support it support our company and help our customers the very best i can you mentioned that you're soon to be a certified peer mentor for the Christopher and Dana Reef Foundation. Can you tell us more about this role and what do you hope to um, achieve as a mentor? Well, this, and actually, I, I can tell you that since um, I started this process, I have become a certified mentor. So I'm, I've actually achieved that uh, achieved that level with them. So um, it's been really something that I've wanted to do for a while. I, I've I've learned so much along the way about learning to be first of all become functionally independent and then also to be able to have a life where I'm able to take care of myself financially as well as physically and not to be dependent on re government resources to to make a living I I go out there and I make a living and I pay taxes and I do all of those things just like anybody else and I wouldn't want it any other way so these experiences and the things that I've learned over the years I've reached a point where I like you know I, I think there are people out there that who are going through the process they're early on in the per process maybe they've 
you know, recently become disabled, they've recently sustained a spinal cord injury, and they're still going through that initial rehab, that part where I was so many years ago. And if I can connect with them and, and use, you know, let them know about some of the experiences I had, and maybe that can help them, then uh, that really fulfills me as well. So I just, I'm looking to kind of give back a little bit with them and help, help other people who are going through some difficult times and going through the journey of trying to rebuild, regain their own independence and their own sense of self-reliance. Um, and I, if I can help through my experience, help them, then I, I believe I'm doing something that makes this world a little better place. How has uh, the shift to remote work impacted your career? And how do you feel it uh, has impacted the IT industry in general? Well, that's been a big shift, especially with the... Uh, it, was already, it was already shifting towards remote, more remote work. And then when COVID hit in 2020, then that really pushed it over in a much at a much faster pace. I was already doing remote work 100% of the time by that by the time COVID hit, so I was already used to it. And I would say, for me, doing remote work is sort of a it's a double-edged sword, and. I say that because I really do miss the interaction with my colleagues in the office. I miss that connection with other people, you know, going into a going into a different environment and you know, into a different work environment and and connecting with people there. I think that was a big part of that that I really enjoy about my job. So for me that's sort of the downside of doing remote work but on the plus side being able to work from home well you know my my commute is a lot easier it's about it's about three feet from one room to the other to get to get to the office for me so it's super fast super easy I don't have to get on the road and fight traffic and so and I don't have to worry about weather or things like that as much I'm able to I'm able to work from home so I'll be honest with you, overall it's been a big, that you know, looking at the trade-offs, I would say being able to do remote work has been a huge advantage for me. And especially in light of the fact that I've moved, uh, I've moved since I first started working for the company I work for. I'd, I started working for them living in Dallas, Texas, and I moved here to Arizona a few years ago. and. Um, my job hasn't changed one bit and it didn't affect my job because all I need is internet access and a place to open up my laptop so I'm able to completely work from home just as well as I am from the office so for me I love the fact that I can work remotely finally as someone with a well of experience and accomplishments what advice would you give to young adults with disabilities who are interested in pursuing 
pursuing a career in IT or any other field, they are passionate about. And I think that's the key word. When, whatever it is that you're interested in, whatever it is that you're passionate about, that is what you want to keep. That's what you want to keep in front of you. That's what you want to keep your eye on, because that is really what's going to propel you forward. But I'll give you. Um, I'll give you an example. So, Anthony, what what is it that you're? What field that you are you wanting to pursue? Um. Uh, uh, I don't know. Okay. All right. So, but whatever it is that you're you're going into, whether it's say you know maybe you want to be a teacher to teach young children. Oh yeah, I want to teach the little kids like preschool or kindergarten. Oh okay. So that's well. First of all, that's. I mean, congratulations there because that's a there. We really need people to be able to connect with our young kids and and help them at this stage in their life. So that's a that's a great that's a great uh, that's a great field to get into. And now think about what are the reasons why you want to do that. Probably, yeah, probably uh, I want to read them stories like Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See, Chicka Chicka Boom Boom, and the Very Hungry Caterpillar. Mm -hmm. So when you think about those things that you enjoy doing and that you want to do with those kids, that's what you want to keep in in you, that's what you want to keep in mind when things get difficult. Because as you know, I mean you you've been in school for a while now, you've you it's not always easy. There's a, there's always there's challenges along the way that 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 come up and that that's just part of it. There's there, nobody gets a break from having challenges. So when we can keep our eye on what it is that we want and what it is that we're trying to do, the things that light us up and the things that enjoy that we enjoy, then then I believe that's what helps us through those challenging times. And that's that's one reason why I like doing the mentoring and when I when I get into where you know things are a little bit challenging, I just say, hold on a second here. What am I, what am what am I worrying about here? Am I worrying about the challenge, or am I, maybe I need to shift my focus away from that challenge and back onto what is the purpose for me for doing this job? What is the purpose for me? And it's and for you, it's those kids, you know, working with those kids and. When you when you realize that you're going to get to work with those kids, then that helps you get through those tough times when, you know, things are a little di bit difficult in your studies or in whatever part of life that you're going through that gives you a challenge. Okay, we are finished with the, the serious questions. Before we finish, I want to ask you some fun, rapid-fire questions. Are you ready? All right, fire away. Let's go. What is your favorite pastime outside of work? I would say I enjoy... I enjoy road trips. I love getting yeah. in, getting in my van and traveling on the road 
and going to different going to national parks going to going to different places and uh, it's uh, it's just it's very for me uh, doing that is is actually quite relaxing I, I really enjoy that so get you know, getting on the road if you could travel anywhere in the world where would you go and why Ooh, that's a good question. I think I would, you know, I would like to go to Italy. I think that would be a fun place to go. They've got the the history there is incredible, and the architecture is is so interesting there. So I think, and I also, uh, I also think their food is amazing. So yeah, I think I'd like to go to Italy. If you could have dinner with any hysterical figure, who would it be and why? Oh my, let's see. What historical figure would I like to have dinner with? I think it would be my childhood hero and I'll be, I was born and raised up in up in Wisconsin where the Green Bay Packers were are the are the team of choice and my hero as a child was their quarterback from the the 1960s named Bart Starr and I just he was such a classy uh, really superhuman person to me and I, I would love to I would love to have uh, dinner with with him What's a surprising or little-known fact about yourself that most people might not know? Okay, let's see. I most people would not know that I I played on a national championship wheelchair rugby team in. Uh, Oh my gosh, what year was that? 1988. So, yeah, the wheelchair rugby team that I played on in the very, very early years of, of organized wheelchair rugby, we won the national championship. So I don't think I don't think many people would know that. What's a book, movie, or TV show that has had a significant impact on you or that you supply enjoy? I would say, let's see, the movie, I think, that I think, I like the movie, um, Goodwill Hunting with Matt Damon. That was that was a that was a really cool movie. He had a, he played a he played a great part there. And um, you said a book too. I think the there's a book by the uh, I can't remember the author right now. It's called The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. And of course, after we're done with this call, I'll remember it. But it's a it's an excellent book about a uh, the a hero's journey, and it was really it's very inspiring, and um, it's really a great book about connecting 
to what you're meant to do and, and connecting to your purpose. So I, that's, that's a book that I really like. All right. Thank you so much for talking the, the time to talk to me. Do you have any anything else you would like to say before we sign off? Well, again, I would like to just say thank you. Thank you for having me on here. I'm honored to be here. I'm um, I'm so glad. I think what you guys are doing here is just super exciting, and I'm looking forward to looking forward to what this program will bring for you guys. And hey, I'm looking forward to you being an amazing kindergarten teacher, Anthony. Yep. <laughs> Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Have a great day. Thank you. Take care.